What's up, what's up, my highness queens? I am back with another episode of Bluntly Black Girls, and I hope y'all are excited because I've missed y'all. It has been about a month since the last episode released, actually exactly a month by the time I release this. It will be exactly a month since the last episode released. And you know, I came to a decision, uh, actually came to this decision like maybe 10, 15 minutes ago, when I first recorded this introduction, but technology hates me, so here we are re-recording it. But anyways, <laughs> um, I've come to the realization that I have been setting myself up for failure, and I'm not going to do that anymore. I simply do not have the capacity to do everything for this show completely by myself and still release episodes every two weeks, every week, or even every three weeks. So I'm going to be 100% honest with y'all and 100% honest with myself. And we're going to make this a one episode a month podcast for right now until we grow, until we build the community that I'm looking to build. And I'm able to bring other people in to help take some of this work off of my shoulders uh, because I still have my work work. I still have family and stuff. So it's just a lot to do um, more than one episode in a month. Um, also, I'm working on other things for you guys. I'm super, super excited because maybe tomorrow or the day after, I haven't figured out, after this releases, I have a huge announcement that I've been working on um, for like the last eight months, which has really also made it very difficult to um, do this on a consistent basis. So now that it is ready to be rolled out, I really want to get back to producing the podcast on a regular schedule and I can commit to a monthly um, episode for you guys. That sounds awesome. And it actually makes me feel really good. It feels like a goal that I can keep. And I think that's been my problem lately with consistency is that I just set these hugely unattainable goals and then, you know, feel pretty sad and depressed when I don't reach them. But 2022, I said I was going to work on me, myself, and my brand. So that's what we're going to do. Anyways, I say all that to say, we are back with another episode, your monthly episode of Bluntly Black Girls. Um, In this episode, we are talking about um, the importance of self-love and how that journey will lead you to your authentic black girl joy. I don't know about y'all, but there was a lot of things that I wanted to really focus on this. um, Well, not a lot. There was four main things that I wanted to focus on this year. Um... And one of them was joy, like finding what brings me joy and like not just like, oh, hi, he, yeah, I'm happy, laugh here, laugh there. No, like authentic black ass joy. I want to know what that is. Um, So I went and found somebody who has like the most joyful page I've ever seen. She's always got a smile on her face and she loves cannabis, which I mean, hello, bluntly black girls. So my girl Shantis came through. We talked some shit, we smoked some joints, and we really talked about self-love and finding joy in that journey. Um, we also talk about anti-fatphobic um, haze, which I forget exactly what it stands for, but we do explain it in the episode. Um, and I just want to give a little disclaimer around that. There, We were pretty high. So there were a few times where we may have said anti-fat. What we actually mean is anti-fat phobic. 
Um, please believe I am not a size 2, nor a size 12, nor a size 16, so I am definitely not anti-fat. We just forgot that last word on there, so I want to make that disclaimer. Um, we are anti-fat phobic, meaning we hate people who uh, suppose a, a person's health based solely on their outward appearance. Um, so yeah, I wanted to make that clear. But I think that's it. So now... Let's get into this episode. So sit back, light a joint, um, light a blunt, take a bond grip, do something, get high, and then let's go down this journey of self-love and joy. Let's get into this episode. Let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It's my girl, Highness Queen Ashantis. I want to make sure I said that right. I watched yeah. your video, right, about pronouncing names correctly. So, and I'm already right. a huge fan of that, but I was like, good, now I know I'm pronouncing it right. Exactly, exactly. We used to learn the origins and everything. Yes, 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 yes. Because um, our names have meaning. And you Thank know you. what? We need to be respectful. And, you know, like you said in the video, ask. If I didn't get it right, tell me. I will do my job to get it right. Um, but exactly. I love that. I love your name. I've I've seen so many Ashanti, uh, Ashantis, yes. but I've never seen Ashantis. And so when I seen no. that, I was like, oh, that's nice. That's 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 fancy. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a nice little play on things. Now you know there are multiple versions, aka my dad's version, my mom's version of how that really came to be. Um, Can we I'm hear? My mom's version, which is. You know, they just kind of wanted to make it a little different. So they decided to add the S versus my dad's version, which was like, I knew a girl in middle school named Ashantis. And I'm like, first of all, caps. Second right. of all, so did you name me after your crush? Right. That's weird. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. We go with mom's version <laughs> because <sighs> dads. I don't understand. Dads are dads are dads. Dads. Dads are dads. They're still men sometimes. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. Yeah, but I. That's hilarious. So wait, what did your mom say when when he said? So yeah, that? I mean, so my mom, she did. So I was a um, what do they call it? A a, a surprise. I was gonna say an accident. I call it an accident. They call it, they're like, you weren't an accident. You were just a surprise. Um, and so right before um, my I came to be surprised, uh, my mom had spent a semester away in Zimbabwe. Um, and so I think just being able to have the experience to live um, in a place that, A, I don't know that she ever thought she'd be able to make it to the African continent, um, and B, to be able to just, like, be completely immersed in a culture that feels more like your own than your own, um, I think definitely influenced her overall as a person, and so then when names came up, very much an influence there. Yeah, that's amazing. I can I can just imagine. I always wish, um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? I always wish that I had done like a semester abroad and in or actually went to like a, I didn't go to a four year college. Um, mm -hmm. went to a four year college and like had the dorm experience, the HBCU yeah. experience, or to go abroad to to study and like like you said immerse yourself in another mm -hmm. culture, especially a culture that 
is so much, like you said, so much like yours, feels even more like yours sometimes than your own. Oh, yeah. So I, that's amazing. I would have yeah. loved to do that. And and she brought she brought you back with her and brought the, the memories back much. with her. Yeah, I was going to say pretty much because she did that semester abroad junior year and I was born on her graduation day. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It works out. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. I love that origin story. <laughs> That's great. Yes, yes. I'm sure she is going to be probably clutching her pearls um, <laughs> at this point in the podcast when she listens to it. Hey, Ma. Um, beyond the fact that she's like, I cannot believe you went and did a podcast. We were hot. <laughs> Don't worry. Tell her my mom says the same thing so they can um, clutch their pearls together. They're, they're, look. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're growing up to be everything you wanted us to be. For real. Right. <laughs> Successful, free Truly. black women. <laughs> okay. Yes. I love it. Doing all the things and sharing it with everybody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, see, this is why I knew when I came across your page, I followed you and it was like um, a real quick thing. Like I was just looking, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, I like her page, but I'll come back and look and see what she's all about later. But I just, I got this vibe. And so I was like, she's going to be somebody that's going to really fit well into an episode. And then I went and looked at your page and I was like, I know exactly what we can talk about. And here we are. And it's just flowing. It's just going. I love it. I yeah. love it so much. So yeah. now we've had your origin story. Um, we've made some moms a little gasp a little bit. So now we're going to talk about you and tell us about yourself yes. and who you are, how you your cannabis journey started, what your cannabis journey is or relationship is. Yes. Yeah. So um, started um, not until college, actually. And um, I just, it was one of those things that, I was always interested in, but, you know, my mom wasn't playing that, and I, I had other things to, to focus on, so, um, yeah, so, like, right after I moved to Chicago for college, um, I had an old high school, uh, classmate that had already been here for a year or so, and he had an apartment not too far from campus, so, we went over there, we were smoking, and I was like, I don't know if I'm doing it right, (laughs) one, because my asthma, two, because I'm not feeling anything, but, you know, that's, that's common, Mm -hmm. um, and so then it just kind of was, like, here and there, uh, over the years, and then back in, January of 2020, uh, Illinois became recreational and legal. And so obviously it's just like for the trend of it, I got to go to the dispensary, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then, um, all of these other cannabis shops started popping up and then I was like, Oh wow, this is a daily thing. Okay. It's, it feels good though. Right. Um, I'm not mad at it. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm not mad about it, um, but then I got my medical card, too, and so it's, like, not only has it been helpful from a therapeutic standpoint, right, and being able to help with, like, my chronic pain, but it has also just allowed me to become more comfortable with my body overall and just, like, all the facets of it, your mind, the physical, actual being of it, um, 
because you're just able to kind of let go of a lot of the things that really tether us to overthinking and over being at times. I love that it was kind of this experimental thing. Like, hey, let me see what it does and um, see if it helps me. And I think that's such a beautiful way to begin a cannabis journey um, because that's really like my my goal is to help people be more intentional and be more open to um, black women and consuming cannabis, right? So if you're going into something saying, hey, I'm going to try this out and see how it works for me, that's intent. That's being intentional. And I think that's right. the best way to, one, find the best high that works for you, like reach the end exactly. goal that you're getting. And also just to try new things in life. Like it just opens up so many doors, um, not just in the cannabis field, but like literally in life it like you said it helps you um accept your body more have, open your mind more and do all these things yeah. like it's it's when they said it was a gateway drug like they made it say like like a bad thing but i really think it's a great gateway drug drug like it opens up the gateways to like joy and self-love yeah. and uh pain relief and all of these mm-hmm. things so they said it was the gateway to hell but i'm telling you it might be the gateway to heaven so I just thought of that right now, and I think it's great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Um, here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Yeah, I love, love, love that that's how your story started. Um, I don't think I've talked to anybody who genuinely was just like, hey, I want to try it, and, like, let's go see what happens. It was more that your friend was like, hey, hey, let's go get high. And you're like, no. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are you still in Chicago or Illinois? Yes. What are yes. the um what are the laws there I've like? Here. Oh wow. I guess you yeah. kinda like it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I haven't left. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, this is the beginning of my tenth year. I moved here um in September, no, August of 2012. Oh, wow. Fun times. Yeah. I've, I've been to Chicago once in November. It was very mm. cold. It was very, yeah. very cold. And I do not, I am a California girl. I do not do that kind of cold. Um, but I do want to go back because I didn't get, it was for a job thing. Oh, so okay, I didn't yeah. get really to like explore and experience explore. things. So I, it's definitely on my bucket list of places to go back to. Just not in I'll November. I'll give you a full itinerary and don't come until, come between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Yeah, not November. Chicago is its true self. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We're going to have to do that um, because I want to, I just want to go places. Like I said, the gateway drug to travel. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so what are... Real quickly, what are the laws looking like in Illinois in terms of medical, recreational, and stuff like mm-hmm. that? Yeah, so everything is uh, quite open here. Fully now. legal. So, yeah, recreational and medical. So, I mean, we have a dispensary that's literally a six-minute walk from our apartment. Um, and you can go in, and they just have limits depending on if you're from out of state and oh, really? so just like looking at your driver's license, um, you, ha- you, I think it's like half that you can buy, like in comparison to somebody who has an Illinois license, 
Um, and then if you're medical, then you just don't have to pay the sales tax, which is steep. Yes. Um, and you also get to like jump to the the front of the line kind of thing. Um, so to go from paying taxes to not paying taxes. Thank you. That is amazing. I, I didn't, um, every time I ask this question, that's why I always ask when it's a new state, um, because I learned some different caveat that's different from, as far as I know, uh, medical still has to pay taxes here in California, but you know, now I feel uh, like I need to go look that up because shoot, do I need to me- invest in a medical card? Because look, let me tell you, them taxes ain't no joke. Exactly. <laughs> ain't exactly. no joke. So, no. and it was one of those things that like, I knew that I had many uh, reasons to be going to my doctor and saying, hey, can you sign off on this? But I was just, like, so anxious going to do it. And it was a virtual appointment, and we were just talking about, like, meds in general. And I was like, hey, I just wanted to talk to you about one more thing. (laughs) She was like, yeah, what's up? And I was like, can we just – can I have a medical card? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) Wow, I've really been anxious about this. For at least a whole ass year <laughs> and asking you and you like, yeah, no problem. Right. Like, you qualify, ma'am. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, ours were and see, and that's why I wonder, I, I feel like I doubt that the tax thing would be here because only because the, the process to get a medical card, because I had one before everything went mm-hmm. recreational. Um <laughs> You went in, the doctor wasn't even paying attention to you. Like, he was sitting there watching his soaps. And <laughs> and he's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, I have trouble sleeping. I get migraines. Okay, sign. Here you go. And then it's, like, literally more of a office that you pay. Yeah. You took more time to pay and process the payment than it did for okay. him to actually see you. Got you. That's yeah. literally, like, what did you say was wrong? Okay, here, sign off, go. And so it makes me feel like why they would they would make it more difficult like how you said you had to talk to your primary care doctor where here you can literally go to any random ass doctor yeah that has a facility and he'll sign it and you're good to go and you're good to go yeah and i do know that they have those here too especially like with covid we had so many different healthcare system or like kind of urgent care style systems pop up that now that they've established themselves, they are starting to like branch out into other things. Cause they're like, well, we're in the community now. Right. <laughs> what else can we do? And so a lot of them have started to talk, um, or you can go and talk to them and do like your, uh, an evaluation for a medical approval and stuff. So it's very interesting, the whole process. Cause you have to, you know, pay for your medical card here it's not that expensive, but you, you know, do you have to pay for it? It expires after I think like two years is the longest you can do it. Um, and then you have to reapply again. So, I mean, like it's certainly a process, but for me, I think especially as a black woman, I'm like anything that I can do. Yes. I know it is technically legal, but just in case, like it's also a prescription. Please leave me alone. Right. Don't, don't, you know, flame the fire if you don't have to. Especially because exactly. you get the tax break. Like, that in and of itself would make me go get yes. fired. 
Oh my god, yes. I mean, ridiculous. Like at least twenty dollars per trip difference. Oh, I went yesterday, uh, and I got delivery, and I think I ordered like my subtotal was like one oh two or something like that, and mm-hmm. but then the taxes brought it up to one fifty six. Yep. And I was like, that's so hurtful. It's just so it like, is. you know what? How because much more like, weed I could buy with that, right? <laughs> like, I could have got a whole nother eighth with that. You just taking yep. my monies. It's right. Just rude. Right. It's just rude. Like, and at that point, sometimes I'm like, just don't even show me the tax. Mm-mm. Just go ahead and put it into the price of the product. Mm-hmm. Just because when you start separating it, then I start feeling a type right. of way. It's the same thing I feel about shipping. Just put the shipping costs in the price of mm-hmm. the product. Right. I don't, don't want to pay for it separately. Don't tell me. I, this is one time I have no problem being ignorant. I prefer it, actually. Because otherwise, now I feel like you're just you're just ripping me off. Exactly. <laughs> like, don't exactly. tell me you're going to rip me off. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Damn. Exactly. Exactly. I definitely understand that. Um, so what else? Tell us about you. So now we've heard about your cannabis journey. Tell us about Ashantis. Yes. Who is she? Oof, Lord. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Um, so she is all over all the time. Um, but I mean, I really think that like my journey truly began, um, actually around this time, uh, when was 2017, five years ago, six years ago. Um, and that was right. It was after I had graduated from college, um, my significant other and I had decided to end things and I also didn't have a job. So color me lost, confused, scared, all of the emotions under the rainbow. Um, and I think that was the first time that like, I just didn't know my next step. And so I just, I didn't know anything about myself, um, at all. And so really at that point, the recovery sort of began and, and there was destruction in the middle too. Um, because come on, we always self-destruct after a breakup. Um, but really a lot, a lot, a lot of recovery all the way up until this point. So in that time, um, I, uh, got an eating disorder, but I've also been in recovery for an eating disorder. Um, I finally decided to get medicated for my anxiety disorder that like being able to, to, to do that was a huge step. Um, I got diagnosed with ADHD and that just made me understand myself so much more. So that was incredible. I got a master's degree mm-hmm. in counseling. I became a certified personal trainer. Like there's just been so many remarkable life changing moments in these last couple of years that like, that really feels like my beginning point and that everything up to that was just kind of the foundation really mm-hmm. being um, built. And so now um, I am currently in the middle of a job search. I had taken these last couple of years during COVID to pursue kind of a, a 
little side dream that turned into reality, which was going into fitness full time, managing um, a couple of well-known boutique fitness studios. And now just with COVID being COVID, I'm like, I really can't stay (laughs) in a a job that is on site. It is just not really great for somebody that is chronically ill. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back to corporate and also very much willing to take a corporate paycheck. Uh, (laughs) She's in the job search right now. um, But with that um, and how you found me over the last four years have been kind of going on this journey that has essentially turned into a business, um, which at the moment I've deemed wellness with the Shantas because I just needed to put a name on my paperwork. Um, (laughs) and I provide, um, life coaching, um, personal training and then public speaking webinars, et cetera. So that's where I am at this moment. And I think very much who I am at this moment too. And I think those are all great things to be. Like, I think that's, yeah. that's a, a lot of self-discovery and accomplishment and self-love and black girl joy uh, in the last five years, which is exactly why I just knew that this would be a great um, topic to talk to you about because you've, you've uh, lived and are living the journey that, you know, I feel like myself included, um, a lot of black girls, black women mm-hmm. are either traveling or looking to start and begin and figuring out how to get to where they want to be and be who they want to be and find their purpose and love themselves and find real, pure, unadulterated black girl joy. Exactly. Yes. Um, So before we get into all of that good stuff, all the good, gushy, joyful, happiness stuff, um, let's do a quick temp check because I think it's very important. Um, I'm sure you know. I'm not, you know, <laughs> telling you anything new. Um, very important to check on, check in with ourselves and on our friends, and just see how their mental health is going. So, how has your week been? How are you doing? Um, week has been stressful um, because the clock is like truly now ticking for me to find a new role um, because I'm also moving next week. <laughs> Still in Chicago? And uh, packing is so much fun. Mm-hmm. And so is all of the other fun logistics of moving. Um, and combining my life with another person again. Um, so it has been a stressful week, but at the same time, it, I would also say a rewarding week because I am going to be able to find a role that just better financially supports us. I do have a partner that I trust and want to be with and I can be in control of these things while also letting go mm-hmm. <laughs> of some things. Right, too. which is the hard part, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm like, I need to do this. This is on the list, so it needs to get done. And it's like, no. Maybe not. No. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Are you gonna? Are you still um gonna be in Chicago? Yes. Yeah. Well, at least you're yeah. not. At least it's not like some cross country move. Could you imagine? Oh my <laughs> gosh, that 
would be absolutely wild. No, <laughs> we are literally just moving up one, you know, over one neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so not a bad move. Just but still, um, just a, a lot. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yes. I'm I'm glad to hear that um things are moving in the right direction, right? And that you're you're learning in the midst of all this fun chaos. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, of course, there's chaos. Freaking Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> are you Gemini? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, my uh, I have a niece that's a Gemini. I was like, ooh, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm also a Leo, so I mean, I'm not also like you know this little, oh, mm-hmm. little baby kitten either. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> you like, I'm not even gonna try to lie, yeah, because you already know, right? I know me <laughs> exactly. I know me very well. <clears throat> well, I hope your um your move is great and. You know, the fun part is, you know, once you get into the new house and, you know, start decorating and all that. So I hope it gets to that part, the fun part, as quickly as possible. Yeah. Very ready for that part. Yeah, that's nice. I, um, I'm ready to move, but I'm also not ready to move because I don't want to deal with the move. And also, I do love my, my place. I love my place. It's just, you know, some, after being in quarantine for the last, Two going on three years. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for something new. New. Yeah. 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 And we're ready for something bigger. <laughs> yeah. Well, always something bigger. Always I'm something like, bigger. One bedroom is not cutting it for two people. Oh, no. <laughs> we need more space. Yeah, no, that would... No, that would work. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I need to be able to go away from you. Like, exactly. and far away from you. We need more space <laughs> if we are going to survive. <laughs> well, that is amazing. I wish you guys the best and um, blessings you. on your new home. Um, so now we get to the fun part. The fun yes. part. We haven't lit up yet, but now we are, and we're gonna talk about yes. what we're gonna talk about what we're smoking today. So, um, Ashantis, what are you smoking today? Okay. So here's what I know. I know that I have a raw 100% hemp cone. And I know that there is weed inside of it. <laughs> and that is all that I know. You know, sometimes that's all you need I'm to know. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> sometimes that's all you need to know. Well, that and who rolled it, because that does factor into it. But okay, I heard you yeah. say that a uh, partner rolled it, so we're good. Yes, he okay. rolled it. Yes. I did not roll it because I did not have time for that. I was like, "Can you please? Thank you." Right. Yeah. Make so as long as you, as long as you know those things, I think you're good. Yeah. So we are. Yes, we are good. But no, I don't know what it is. He got it from somebody. I don't know. <laughs> it's a it's a uh, a mystery box, a mystery blank. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the packaging really did look like a mystery box. So. <laughs> Sometimes those you're are the most fun. Wrong there. The best adventures are the ones you don't even know you're going on. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it's me and my blue Bic lighter because for some reason, all of our lighters have suddenly gone missing. 
um, and this is the only one that we can find that's not our rechargeable lighter. Or you have a rechargeable lighter? Yes. Oh, man, I didn't even know that was a thing. So, of course, I found it on TikTok um, (laughs) and got it off of Amazon. Um, So, you know, (laughs) we're doing great here, people. But (laughs) as you charge it, like, you know, you're plugging in any other appliance, and then it is cordless from there, and it is... I don't even know. It's it's essentially like it creates a spark. So when you put that on like a wick of a candle or something, then it Oh, I think my cousin fire. has one like that. And it, mm-hmm. it looks very uh easy to use. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It kind of reminds me of like a mini taser. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the way it looks mm-hmm. and honestly sounds a little bit too. Um so yeah, but it it works well and it's like, well, now we you know, outside of like for this don't need to buy a lighter ever again as far as like candles and other things in the house are concerned yeah because she they had it in their bathroom and i didn't know what the hell it was (laughs) (laughs) and like i pressed the button i was like what the fuck (laughs) and i went and asked her i was like excuse me ma'am what's this thing and why does it do this why does it do this and why is it in the bathroom? Oh my god. <laughs> She's like, it's a lighter. And I was like, mm-hmm. Whatever you say. Like, I don't know what y'all doing up in here, but I'm right. gonna need you to keep it to yourself. Right. And then she showed me like how you like I was like, oh, okay. But I did not believe her at first. Because <laughs> I mean, can you imagine not knowing what the hell that is? Yeah, can you imagine not knowing what that is? And then it just starts like like a little mini taser. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? What y'all doing in the bathroom? It's kind of a high pitched noise. Mm -hmm. And that's why I really do look at it kind of like a mini taser because it's like, it's obviously so small in the middle that it wouldn't make, you know, as loud of a noise, but that's what it absolutely reminds me of. And it's like, wait a minute, what's going on? Yeah. I fully understand. Yeah. I forgot about that. I didn't, but I didn't realize that it was a rechargeable. Mm-hmm. Right, I guess that makes sense. Yep. Um, in just like my phone. Yeah, that that makes sense. So today I have a joint because I also did not have time to roll. I was going to smoke something else, but I didn't have time to roll it. So I was like, oh, I have a joint. Let's do that. It is from Maven Genetics. It's a hybrid um, triple X OG. Okay. Yeah. So you ready? We got some packaging. Huh? I said it's cute packaging too. It does, right? I was very impressed. I was, I'm a you got this like nice foil gold yes. going on. I was, I'm a sucker for packaging. I don't know what it is, um, but yeah, I'm a sucker for packaging. Uh, <laughs> and it looks so pretty. And even the little like, so that's the box, and then this is the thing. Even Ooh. this has the the gold thing on it, right? Talk about consistency. Okay. See, I love this it. is why. This is why it's like my house gets junky sometimes. It's because I'm like, the packaging was so cute. I want to repurpose it. And then I'm like, no, it's time to go in the recycling bin. Can I show you something? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't judge me. Hold on. We're going to go a little closer. Oops, wrong button. I don't know how to work this thing. Don't mind my dirty floor. Wait, oh, that's just I was my say, face. If I turn this around right now, please. 
So my favorite brand, right? This is my oh let's go back to this one. My favorite brand. And this thing is like three stacks deep. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm gonna make out of it, but I'm gonna make something. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably at least I'm just gonna be yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I cannot stop. I can't stop. <laughs> Crate full. Crate. And it's, I'm telling you, three levels so far. And I'm almost to the fourth say, level. You can't. Yeah, I was going to say, the fourth level is just pushing it. It's not, it's not far away. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Talking about, I collect things. I'm always like, you have a problem. I know. But I promise, I, I promise I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> I promise I'm not a hoarder. I'm like, like right I'm on the edge. Really just into the packaging. Yeah, I really like packaging. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but when I figure it out, you will be the first to know, my dear. Please, please send me <laughs> updates because yes. I'm really thinking it could be like a whole art project. Like maybe it's it's like a chandelier or something. What is that? I don't know. What is, is that DJ Khaled? Looks like a chandelier. <laughs> That's what I just heard in my head when you said that. <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> I'm absolutely screaming. And you know oh, what? This no. is before I started smoking. <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to go officially and start the Sister Smoke... Can't even talk. The Sister <laughs> Smoke Session. And like Yes. 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 Cheers to oh, you, okay. Queen. <coughs> so, <coughs> first I'm going to tell you I cough a lot. I'm not dying. It's okay. I also have asthma, so it makes it, it it's very interesting that you said that most people, I don't think I've ever really smoked with anybody else who says they have asthma. Do yes. you also cough a lot? Because that's my excuse. Yes, I okay. usually do. Yeah, yeah, no, I usually do. So I have over, you know, the years adapted some breathing techniques to right. try to help with the coughing or I'll take really short drags to help with it, but... If, if it starts, the water is right here for a reason. I and before better. I walked into our bedroom, he was like, you got your water. <laughs> <laughs> he already knows. Oh, here you died up in there, and then I can't walk in your house. <laughs> he already knows. That's so funny. My family knows, too. They're like, my brother hates smoking with me because he says I cough so much. He's like, he just looks at me and shakes his head. My mom says, I don't even know why. I, why do you smoke? What do you mean, Why? Because I, at the end of the coughing, I'm high. Like sometimes right, you gotta like, wade through the water to get to the, you know, where you trying to go. It's there fine. is a point. Right. Well, and you know what? So we had taken kind of a break, um, and had been really more so just like edibles or like the vape pen cartridges. And what I realized at a point was I was like, I miss 
the kind of ritual, if you will, that comes along with smoking. And mm-hmm. so, like, whether you're rolling or you're just, you know, stuffing a cone, whatever, like, there's just something about it mm-hmm. that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. I, say, I say all the time, um, uh, stuffing a cone is extremely therapeutic for me. Like, and I, I think it's because it gives me something to, like, I'm, I'm a little bit, my family would say a lot of bit, of a control freak. And so for those, however, you know, couple minutes, it gives me something that I can control. And so, and and so it's extremely therapeutic. I love stuffing cones. I hate rolling joints. I can't roll a blunt. Huh? Well, like like being so tangible in that sense of control, it's like, I can feel it. I can see Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't roll a blunt. I can't roll a joint. I can't do any of that, but I can stuff the shit out of a cone. <laughs> and the first, the first time I went and got cones, like the little six pack. Now I buy them from Amazon, the raw cones. Buy it by like the hundred and fifty pack. But when I first got the little six pack and I did the first, I was like, it was like the the floodgates open. It was oh moment because I was like, this is it. This is how I smoke my cannabis. This is my yep. preferred method. Um, so yep. what is your preferred method of consumption? So I would say with the asthma, majority of times edible. Um, but we also get our edibles because taxes sometimes. Um, we started getting our edibles actually from a Black-owned business here in Chicago. And Love she delivers, it. okay? So if Love you are it. in Chicago twice baked Chicago you can find them on Instagram first of all the goods on their own absolutely delicious brownies perfect blondies incredible there's sorbet there's there's sorbet sorbet oh I'm coming to Chicago just for the sorbet cinnamon roll okay (laughs) cinnamon roll I'm still stuck on the sorbet, but the sor in the cin- Exactly. Exactly. So that I would say is majority of consumption is, you know, because the brownie is 30 milligrams. So I cut my brownie in half, take get it warmed up just a little bit, leave it in the you know, we leave it in the freezer, make sure it's really and on that days of freshness um throw it in the you know microwave for 30 seconds pop it in my mouth get in the shower and i'm like the rest of the evening is just about to begin that is awesome i i will say i'm i do edibles but i'm not that's not my first go-to just because i've had so many times where edibles have done me wrong um mm-hmm. and it's like it's just so much harder for me to control um my roommate actually though last night came around she's like hey you want these gummies and i was like okay what are they she's like oh my friend gave it to me but they're like 70 milligrams each (laughs) girl (laughs) you trying to kill me Not tonight, but I'm I'm gonna try them, and it's definitely gonna be cut into like a fourth, at least a fourth, yeah. a quarter, fourth, right? A quarter. That's the same thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, because I mean, seventy. My gosh, even even that into a quarter. That's what 
still 25? No, I can't math right now. A little less. Yeah. A little less. 20, 19, 18, 18-ish, I think. Um, okay, 18-ish ain't bad, but, like, you you definitely not doing nothing else. No. <laughs> no, at all. You're done. Like, we're done for the day. My phone is on do not disturb. <laughs> like, at this point, we may just need to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm scrolling on Pinterest at the most. Like, go to sleep. That's normally my solution. <laughs> like, when shit gets bad, all right, just go to sleep. Just, just go to sleep. Start. Over. That's the reset button. Let's start over. Yes. Yes. Wake up in the morning. Well, <laughs> we made it, guys. We okay. made it. Right. We made it. We're okay. We're still alive. We got. At least we got in the bed. <laughs> These are all true things. <laughs> Was the food, the edibles? Twice, um, the edibles, all the edibles. And she'll do them as, like, not edibles, too. So <laughs> she can give you your products THC-free if you're just looking for a good baker. Um, but twice baked Chicago. Yeah, we may have to do that for highlights. I'm going to have to hit her up and be like, hey, because a customer of yours said your shit is the shit. So we need yeah. to let the rest of the people know that your shit is yeah. the shit. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's good, and I've gotten some friends on it too, and they're like, "I was sitting here giving the government my money." <laughs> right. I need like, I okay. need them to to figure out a, first, make it federally legal. Then I need her yes. to figure out how she can mail it to me. Mail it to you, right? Because yes, girl, ma'am, I'm, I'm here. Very sure that is illegal. Right. Um, so she don't do that. Right. But. That's why the first step, we got to make it legal because right. we don't want us yeah. in trouble. Exactly. And then, but, and uh, then I will be out. your first mail order customer. Yes, it is that good. I, it is that Can good. you mail sorbet though? I mean, is that a thing? I don't think that works. Oh, you can mail sorbet. It just might be a little... Your, your product might be really expensive, so you don't see the shipping cost. <laughs> it's going to be baked in. Because <laughs> the shipping cost might be a little steep. <laughs> like next day air. Right. In like an industrial freezer or something. Right. I'm like, nah, you can. Because, I mean, if I can get Jenny's ice cream shipped, absolutely we can ship some sorbet. You can ship ice cream? Yes. Never should. I, I just go to the store. I mean, well, right. That's <laughs> that's like what a normal person does. Um, somehow I am extra. So <laughs> I have had ice cream chips. Yes. I love it. I lo- you know what? Again, black girl joy is shipping ice cream. <laughs> shipping ice cream. I have got it shipped, delivered, picked up. And eaten in one sitting in the student center. (laughs) (laughs) If y'all want a P.O. box to ship me ice cream, I will gladly create one. (laughs) Man, (laughs) send me the ice cream. (laughs) Send me the ice cream, please. That is hilarious. Um, So we're going to do now our high blessings, which um, 
positive affirmation and positive self-talk is something that I'm really, really focusing on um, because, you know, I need to be more gracious to myself. And I think uh, we could all use a little bit more internal self-graciousness, right? Um, So would you like to do your affirmation first or would you like me to do mine? Oh, yeah. No one ever volunteers to do it first. Go ahead. Okay. Um, So based off of what this week has been, my affirmation is an oldie but a goodie, um, which is let go and let God. Because I have had to let go of so many things that I've been trying to have in my control that I'm like, you know what? You need to stop. You need to stop. You're going to run yourself ragged. So let go and let God. And, you know, everybody is in a different spot on their own spiritual journey. But I will say that, like, this is an affirmation that I think regardless of your belief in or not is still one that is just like, if it's not God, it's just whatever. Whoever that higher being you believe in. What, yeah, whatever that is, like, just let it go and let it be not in your control. Let it just be in this world. Mm-hmm. Yes, I say, uh, can the church say amen? Amen. Amen. Yes, I believe that because I didn't, so you, because you said this earlier that this week has been a week and girl, let me tell you, this week has been a week. Mm-hmm. So is, I'm. I remember in the middle of this week, like, is there some type of retrograde or something going on? Because I feel like everything yes. is against me this week. Yes. Like, from the big things to the little things, like, just nothing was going right. I got into yes. two, two separate cold showers this week. Okay. <laughs> twice <laughs> we ran out of hot water. So, <laughs> and twice... No, that's three times. Three times my coffee order got messed up. And those are just the little things. Okay, so I was all week. (laughs) I was like, the world hates me. So that let go and let God, you are not just talking to yourself. You are talking to me, the deepest parts of me this week. (laughs) And and like you said, like... um, it's hard to let go of that control and like just be like, exactly. okay, this is outside of my control. So we got to let go. We got to let go we because let otherwise go. I'm going to have a breakdown and I'm going to be in my bed crying mm-hmm. for the next three days. Exactly. Exactly. Like so. we have to let go. So um, I definitely needed to hear that. Thank you for your, your affirmation actually reaffirms mine. Okay. Uh, so these are the things that I was having to really tell myself this week. Um, and, you know, it came in different, you know, wordings and stuff like that. But when I really sat down this morning and thought about the culmination of this real shitty week, what do mm-hmm. I want to take from it? Mm-hmm. So I had three points. Um, I am resilient and I keep pushing through. My dedication is strong and keeps me going forward. And my purpose is important and deserves consistency. Mm. Right? Those things felt so good. Saying them, even like, even just right now, saying them out loud again, that felt so good. Yes. Oh, 
That made me so oh. happy. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Be- because any and everything <laughs> that could have been thrown at me this week was thrown at me this week. Yeah. And um, here we are, still pushing exactly. through. Still there, yeah. Still pushing through, and like I said, I think, I think um, your let go and let God is just a reaffirmation, reaffirming, re. Re-aff- it yeah. reinforces. Yes. <laughs> there we go. It yeah. reinforces everything that I was trying to make sure I dedicated myself to this this upcoming week. So mm-hmm. we'll add let go and let God to that too. Yes, yes, yes. I think that deserves another hit, and then we can get into this blunt talk. Okay. All right. Okay. I also have to hit into my snacks. (laughs) Look, I was so mad because I didn't have time to eat my oatmeal. I ordered oatmeal with my coffee, and and I was like, you can't eat cold oatmeal, So, but I'll eat it later. Hopefully. Wait, did you get the blueberry one? I did. I've never had it before. I like the blueberry one. I'm not a huge oatmeal person. I used to have oatmeal every single morning as a child growing up. And so, so right, after I didn't have to have my mom making breakfast anymore, I haven't had oatmeal very much since. But every once in a while, I get a craving for steel-cut oatmeal, Mm -hmm. um, which is really good from Jamba Juice, but they don't have it. So I was like, okay, let's try. Let's give Starbucks a try. Hopefully it's still it's good reheated. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I was gonna say just add a little liquid to it. Like, yeah, a little I'm milk. Not even gonna lie, I often end up with cold oatmeal because if I'm not just eating, I get distracted, put it out, mm-hmm. forget about it exactly. And so I will. I usually have a chai if I'm having oatmeal, so mm. I'll just like pour a little bit of the chai in there and then go reheat it up. And in the microwave, like at work or at home, and that does it. You are a girl after my own heart, I tell you. Mm. Chai, that's what I should have got. I was trying to decide what coffee to get this morning. I just got a regular iced coffee. But I think tomorrow it shall be chai. Ooh, yes. Yes. Get it. You should start Mondays off with chai. I believe that. All right, yes. time, let's see what here we go. You know, I've I've never actually tried the uh, <coughs> raw hemp <coughs> gums. I only get the, the regular ones. So we have <coughs> we live literally in between two different smoke shops. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> and did you say the dispenser is like a walking distance from your house? Yes, that, yes. You are, and you're moving. <laughs> well, I know. distance from the gym like jesus yeah that's a lot of it's a lot of good things in one little area yeah that's rough but you know what growing up is hard what we are getting instead is more space and the true icing on the cake 
a lake view. Ooh. Like when you wake up in the morning, the lake is right there, sun shining. And you can always go walk, run around the lake. Exactly. And that's and Chicago's lakefront is like a whole thing. Yeah. So it's it's like a coveted view. That's awesome. Like it's hey, you know, pros and cons. And I think Honestly, that would that view would probably and the definitely more space because one bedroom would yeah. not work for me. Um, I don't think I. I feel like I wouldn't even want to live like obviously my wallet would probably want me to live in a one bedroom if I live by myself. <laughs> but I don't think I would even want to be in a one bed just because I need to be able to go to different places. Exactly. Like so, if I yeah. don't want to be in my room, I can go in that room. <laughs> room exactly. Or if I don't want to be in that room. I can go in the living room. I can go in the kitchen or whatever. I need room. Mm-hmm. But again, I yeah. live in California, so we'll see what, you know. I was going to say, because California plus wallets equals nothing. Like, it equals butterflies. They're just gone. They just, it just floats away. It, I don't understand how it happens so fast. Yes. Like, all the time. Yeah. We've talked about moving to the West Coast. Um, this is kind of our, like, We'll take these two years of our lease to decide, like, where we're going to truly, you know, put down roots, if you will. And in the West Coast conversations, it's been like, well, we can't go to California because um, that wouldn't really help on the financial side of things. Right. And that's the thing, like, you have to have the money to live here, right? Or be willing to struggle or have right. bare minimum. But <laughs> I don't think I could live anywhere besides California. Like mm-hmm. I the the payoff the again the weighing the pros and cons. The cons are right. definitely the finances. <laughs> like absolutely. Yeah. But the pros, the sunshine, the the weed, the people, yeah. the you know, the dip you can literally go to completely different places in california like you have la then you have the bay then you have up north right and like these are all very different places all in all in one so i'm like i just i cannot see myself permanently living outside of california i I, you know i would love to maybe get a vacation home because i am manifesting millions for myself yes Yes. Uh, so i would love to get a vacation home somewhere else but home home is california yeah. yeah yeah No, that's fair. That's fair. And that's how I felt about the Midwest in general, because I'm originally from Cleveland. And so, like, the Midwest is all that I know between Cleveland and Chicago. But now at this point, I'm like, if the West Coast calls, I guess it calls. Mm-hmm. We're calling. And I might answer. We're calling. I'm try- I'm always recruiting more black women that consume cannabis <laughs> to come to California. I am always recruiting for us out here. Like. Keep calling. Yeah. We will probably answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like this plan. Um, so, oh, you got munchies? Oh, what are your munchies? Tell us about your munchies. Nobody okay, ever has so munchies. My munchies, my munchies are, like, a little, they're not my go-to munchies. They are just the what is around me <laughs> munchies. So, we've got um townhouse crackers. Oh, I love the butter. Those are the buttery ones, The buttery right? ones, yes. Oh, oh yes. We got those. And then um, in my backpack, as I was pulling on my computer, I realized that I had the Voodoo Zappos chips from when I got pot belly. 
earlier this week. So those are the munchies. So which are better, townhouse or club? I know it's a very hard decision, right? Okay, they have different moods. I know. They they're not. They're, I know why they're the same, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's... Like, that's like being, like, Cool Ranch versus Nacho Cheese Doritos. Like, I know they're both Doritos, but they're, no, they're well, different moves. I hate Cool Ranch, so that, I didn't get that one. But... That's unfortunate for you. Yeah, I hate the Cool Ranch. <laughs> and it's always the last one that's left in the box at my house. It used to piss me off. I was like, can't y'all? Look, I don't eat the Cool Ranch, so you guys eat the Cool Ranch first. <laughs> and then leave me everything else. They didn't like that plan. <laughs> okay, well, and here's my thing. I've always wondered if I'm okay with Cool Ranch because I am from the Midwest. Is that and, like, we put ranch on so much. Like, what do you put ranch on that's not normal? I mean, like, pizza. Yeah, that's normal. Fries. That's right. Okay, fries, mm-hmm. burgers, hot mm-hmm. dogs. Hot dogs, no. Actually, no, not hot dogs. Well, yes, like, when you do, like, the fancy kind. There's... Like, not a Chicago dog. Not a Chicago dog. I'm not saying a Chicago dog should have ranch on it. Please <laughs> do not come for me. <laughs> I'm talking about those places that do, like, fancy-ass shit to their hot dogs. <laughs> People were about to come for you, because I was like, I've never put, <laughs> never put ranch on a hot dog. <laughs> Look, they put pickle spheres on hot dogs here, so. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Chicago dogs. I just don't understand. Why is there a tomato? There's tomatoes on those, right? Yeah. Yeah, why? I can kind of get with the pickle because it's, like, relish, but not cut up. And also, I love pickles, (laughs) so I'm not mad at a pickle at any point in my life. But why is there a tomato? Yeah, there's tomato. There's already ketchup. The tomato, no ketchup. Oh, maybe that's why there's a tomato. But that's still stupid. It's all wet. Just mustard. Uh, It's all wet, though. Tomatoes, I hate tomatoes. I love tomatoes. (laughs) I love eating tomatoes, but they're so messy. They are. They are a messy, messy, messy individual. Yeah, I refuse to cut tomatoes. I refuse, except like the little grape tomatoes. I'll cut them in half, but that's it. Yeah. Like when my mom makes tacos and stuff, she'd be like, "Oh, cut up the lettuce and the tomatoes." And I'm, I'll cut up the lettuce, I'm not cutting up that tomato. Cause it's just gonna make a fucking mess. Yeah, and I'm and it just be moving around so much, and I'm gonna end up cutting off finger. And right. we ain't gonna tell. We ain't like gonna be able to tell if it's tomato like, juice it or good. blood. It doesn't <laughs> sound like a good thing. How do we, we start talking about tomatoes? tomatoes. <laughs> How do we start talking about tomatoes? <laughs> no more tomatoes. No, I love eating them though. I just refuse to cut them. No more cutting tomatoes. Yes. <laughs> I have no, no idea how we got here. Do it, please. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> that was good. That's good stuff. Um, I think I would pick townhouse if I was eating with salami and cheese. 
club crackers with soup or just by themselves? Ooh. Mhm. I was gonna say the opposite. Oh really? Yeah, I can't eat. I can't eat um club crackers with uh salami and cheese. It just feels too much. That's fair. Yeah. Because they kind of feel like a crostini. Like, they're just a cracker, but, like, they feel like the next form of cracker. Right, like, like next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're real good with soup. Or just by themselves. I could kill an entire little, you know, little sleeve. Yes. Especially when I'm high. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Or, like, you're doing something so you're not really paying attention to what you're eating. You look down and you're like, fuck, the whole bag is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happens way too much, way too often. Good <laughs> <laughs> thing crackers are a little bit on the cheaper side. <laughs> right, I know. Even in California, I can afford crackers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the levels yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> let's wow. finally get into this blood talk. This has been an absolutely amazing conversation, and I just think you're a great person. I just want to say that right now. So, oh, thank you. Yes. Um, in, I want to say tandem, but that doesn't feel like the right word, but like, in tandem conjunction with the yeah. shitty week that I've had. Um, I was really, really like, honestly, I'm not feeling it this morning because it's just like every day has been something. And then this morning I started off positive and then more things happened. So I'm like, it, I really kind of want to call her and be like, yo, can we reschedule? Because it's just been such a shitty week. But I was like, you know, I thought about what the topic was and I was like, and also I really hate rescheduling um right but then i thought about the topic and like you know what we're talking about and i was like if nothing else this is the conversation i need to have today right because everything has been going wrong um so i wanted to talk about black girl joy and Mm self-love and and that journey to finding what brings us joy right um, yeah. And like you said, you went through this, your, your five-year journey, um, or these last five years really trying to find yourself and find what makes you happy and what brings you joy and self-love and celebrating those things and celebrating yourself and doing it with cannabis. Um, so <laughs> I really want to talk about um, those things and how in your journey and yeah. how you, you came about this. Um the top of the year, I said, okay, I want to focus on, on certain things. And one of those things was joy. And so mm-hmm. now that I'm, I'm coming up to the point where I'm really focusing on joy for March, I was like, well, right. how do I find joy? Like what, how do I know what brings me joy? Yeah. And, um, like authentic joy too. Like I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. want to do the things that other people said, oh, this brings this will bring you joy. That'll bring you joy. Do this, do this, or this is what I do. I was like, no, I want to find what those authentic things are for me. So right. what 
how did you do that? How did, how did that journey look for you? And what yeah. does, um, like if you had to define joy, what would that definition look like for you? Yeah. So, I mean, joy, I feel like is this kind of emotion or even physical feeling that it just is so much that it kind of consumes you. Like you can feel it all over your body. It just makes you want to smile and you just like, you have to like kind of physically get it out of you. And there can be a lot of things that give you joy and there can be some things that give you a ton of joy at one point in your life and then just, Oh, hit the same in a different point in your life. Right. So it's just about like what it is in that moment. And then I think the other piece of that is also what do you have accessible to you? Right. Because little things can give us joy, right. The way, um, I'm going to keep it on the munchies, uh, the way that like that corner of the Dorito just has like a little extra of the dusting, like that can bring you some serious ass joy, especially when you're high, but also landing, you know, a gig that you have been really working your ass off for, like that can also bring you some joy. So it's always evolving. It's always different, but it is, it is truly just, I think, defined as that feeling that is so overwhelming that you just can't help but smile and kind of want to do a little funny dance. (laughs) I love that. I love that definition. You know, that overwhelming feeling uh, that makes you want to smile and do a little dance. Because I do like to dance when I'm happy. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think that's beautiful. <coughs> Excuse me. So what about self? self? I am having a real hard time getting my <laughs> tongue out of the way of my teeth today. Um, <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> What about self-love? What would, how would you define self-love? Because, I mean, the word kind of defines it, right? But, like, deeper right. than just loving yourself. Like, what does that look like? What does that feel like? Yeah. Um, you know, I would say that self-love was a new emotion, if you will. Um and that I didn't even really know what it felt like until just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a, a mix of many things, but the largest would be the way that society impacts our ability to see ourselves. And that can come as black women from a lot of different angles um but overall it just becomes really really difficult to hear your inside voice and self-love is kind of when you're finally able to hear that inside voice again and it's clear and it's about you and it's about wanting to provide yourself with the same amount of care that you would provide with your bestest friend in the whole world um, because you're like, you're just that bitch. I just care for you like that. Um, but it's for you and that's even cooler. 
Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's um, one of the biggest questions that I've had, like, is that I'm, I'm very much on this journey of figuring out what brings me joy, how to love myself and, like, be authentic so that I can be happy, right? Um, that's right. the end goal. I want to be live a happy, purposeful, fulfilled life. Um, and I know that that is the, on the road to those end goals is self-love, right? It's like, it's right. vital to get there. Um, right. But I never really, I feel like we hear a lot about love yourself, love yourself, show yourself love, show it. But what does that actually look like? And what, how do you know you're actually doing it? And I think um, what you said, when you can clearly hear that inner voice mm-hmm. and give yourself the care that you would to the next person, mm-hmm. it feels like it gives a little bit better of a, a roadmap for me, I guess. Yeah. I'm a very... Yeah. Um, conceptualized person like I need to see this I need to have the steps like you I can't just say oh love yourself right no I need the steps or I need to know what that means like how right so that I can do those things and I feel like that was a really um it put things into a very clear perspective for me so thank you I appreciate that (laughs) yeah I appreciate that very much so um I'm defining it (laughs) It is. It's not easy, right? Like, and I think you did it very eloquently and like on the spot because it um, it's something I really, I really have been struggling with. Like, how do you do this? And I haven't been able to find an answer. And then here you come, and you have one, and I love it. <laughs> um, I think that's 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 that uh, let go and let God. Like, I, I finally stopped trying to find the answer. And I let God bring the answer to me in the form of you. Oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so I love that. So let you, you gave us a little bit of um, how your self-love and your, your journey to, to Black Girl Joy started. You said about five years ago. I feel like these, these journeys um, or these eat, pray, love moments are always when you're, which mind you, I've never actually seen that movie. So no. if I'm not using this correctly, my bad. But I, I mean, like, as far as I'm concerned, as the person who also hasn't seen it, I think it sounds right. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's how everybody uses it. So I think we're good. But anyways, um, I feel like they always come when we are really, really low. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, at that moment, it, it feels like probably the lowest we've ever been. Um, mm-hmm. And I say in that moment because... Lord knows things can always get worse. <laughs> right. Um, but in the moment, it don't feel like it. And so, I, unfortunately, I feel like you can't have a breakthrough until you have a breakdown, right? But once you have that breakdown, what does that process look like? Or what did that process look like for you to build yourself back up? And, and how did you find your joy? What mm-hmm. What is your joy? Um. Um, so I would say, well, like I said, for me, that low point was, um, I had, there had been drama at work and then I didn't have a job anymore. And then the week 
came to me and was pretty much like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And, um, I was like, well, what, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, what is going on? And so I actually ended up packing up my bags and going home, um, and bought a one-way ticket and was like, I just, I don't have anything I feel like tethering me to Chicago anymore. I don't have a job. Me and my partner aren't together anymore, but we live together. So like, I don't know, maybe I should just go home, live with my parents, figure it out, whatever. I was at home for about five days before I was like, yeah, not a, this is not the plan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work. And home, I'm sorry, home is where again? Cleveland. Cleveland, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not the plan. This is not the plan. Um, I don't, you know, because I moved here and like had an apartment by my sophomore year of college, I didn't have anything at home. Like my brother had taken over my room. His room had turned into my mom's home office. So I was just like sleeping on a futon and <laughs> mm-hmm. what was supposed to be the guest bedroom. And I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> Like, this cannot be my life for however much longer. I got to go back and figure it out. And I also felt like I was, you know, like, shortchanging myself, too, of saying I didn't have anything else tethering me into Chicago when I had all of these great friends and, like, networking opportunities to, you know, get a job. And it was not just about this man or that job, right? Mm -hmm. So... I came back, um, at that point, I, uh, still didn't have a lot of control, so, um, that was when, like, ED stuff started, and at the time, I thought it was a dedication of care to myself, because that's what society tells you, (laughs) you know, it is, and, um, And so I finally started to work through things, getting my own job. Okay, now I have my own job. I can rebuild my savings so that I can move out because all this time my ex and I are broken up and living together, and that's not great. And he's pretty much 100% financially supporting me because I didn't have a job. And so I'm like, I got to get up out of here. And... um, Finally was able to get my own place, still had this job that I would, you know, earned on my own, rebuilding connections with friends that I didn't even realize, you know, parts of our relationship had been lost um, because so much of my time was consumed in my relationship. And at that point, just really starting to rebuild and relearn and, you know, then it was like, okay, well, in this time of rebuilding and relearning, I'm also realizing that this thing I thought I was doing to help myself was not helping myself. So I need to seek counseling and seek professional help in order to help me, you know, go through this recovery process. And in that recovery process, one of the things that I learned from um, a friend um, who at the time I would say we were more acquaintances, but I, this is a moment where she truly became a friend 
she was like, I, I see you're on this journey to recovery, but like, I also see these other things that you're doing that just aren't still really rooted in self love. And you don't have to be a certain size in order to be healthy. You, you can be healthy at any size, any shape. And you don't have to still be limiting yourself to only eating this way or that way, et cetera. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I thought that I was recovered from my eating disorder. But what I'm realizing is that there is a lot of extra disordered ass shit that is just being done every single day. And we don't even see it as disordered. And that was like a big awakening within finding that joy because I stopped feeling like my body was an enemy and instead started to treat it more like it was my friend because it is, it is my partner in this life. It's my vessel and realized that trying to shrink it and saying bad things about it was not helping any pieces of any situation. It was just harmful period, point blank. And so from there, it just kind of continuously evolved as I continue to research and learn more about what it meant to be, you know, uh, intuitive eater, what it meant to understand the concept of health of every size, what it meant to understand the concepts of fat phobia and how to be an anti, you know, fat phobic practitioner and things just started to really connect together um I kind of think of it like Legos like things just started building on things just started building on things and now we're here yeah I love Legos they just make so much sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's amazing um because I think that I think um, a big part of joy is self-love. Like, it's, that's one of the cornerstones of joy. And I don't think that you can get to pure, unadulterated joy without self-love. Exactly. Um, because you're not really living as yourself. You're living as a version of yourself. Right. It's not that authentic joy that I'm looking for. And I think it's so... Um, in a world, like you said, in a world where everything is supposed to be perfect, everything is supposed to be a certain size, and if you're this size, you absolutely cannot be healthy. There's no way that Lizzo is healthy. Absolutely no way. Impossible. There's no way that any woman over 200 pounds can do a marathon. Nope. Right. Doesn't make sense. It's impossible. So when we live in this world of Instagram and, you know, everything, BBLs and, you know, all of these things that are just these unrealistic uh, standards of beauty. Yeah, standards of beauty. It's very difficult (laughs) to practice self-love and to even know what authentic self-love looks like. And so Mm -hmm. I think... um, I forgot what I was saying. (laughs) Lost track. My point is... (laughs) 
I love that you have made that journey. And um, I encourage anyone listening to know that it always you always start at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You always start at your lowest point when you think you absolutely cannot get any lower. Use that as your your blasting off point. It's not really the yeah. word I want to use, but I can't think of anything else. Um, because that is the best place to begin your journey to self-love and, and joy. Um, so that's how you found your joy, right? By yep. figuring, by finding, rebuilding. That's yes. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> rebuilding and listening to friends and, and, and being able to look inside and say, you know what? This is still not really making me happy. Exactly. Like the end goal, the outside looks good, right? But the inside is, is the inside really still happy? So as a personal trainer and as a life coach, um, which are, like you said, industries that, that lend themselves to size two, size three, size four, um, well, I'm not necessarily life coach. Life coach more lends itself to this perfectionism, right? And being perfect yes. and finding ways to make your life perfect, um, even though nobody's life is. As right. a person who struggles with perfectionism, um, how do you stop yourself from falling down that that rabbit hole? And like, because it, it's very difficult and it's a very slippery, slippery slope. Yeah that you most of the time don't, or at least I don't realize I'm on until I'm halfway down it. Mm-hmm. So how do yeah. you, how do you stop yourself from getting there? And if you do get there, how do you bring yourself back? So I think stopping yourself from getting there takes time. And in that sense, because like you have to start with just even being aware of when it's happening and like, being able to truly find that awareness takes time within itself of choosing to even want to be aware of it. Right. And so I'd say that's kind of the first thing. The other piece with it is that you have to essentially sort of remind yourself that reality exists because I think that when you struggle with perfectionism, you sort of pretend as if, reality doesn't exist like that people don't get into you know some kind of accident and then that throws off the rest of their day right like you as a person if somebody came to you and was like I got into a car accident this morning sorry that's why I'm late to work you'd be like oh my god don't worry about it you're just late to work but if it was you you would be like oh my god they're gonna be so upset at me that I got into a car accident that I didn't know I was gonna get into and now I'm late for work and you just like carry all of this like heavy ass painful shit with you and it's just like wait a minute I have to remind myself reality also exists for me the way that I allow it to exist for other people it exists for me so that means yes this is truly something that was beyond my control This wasn't just like, oh, I have homework. I'm going to just not do it. (laughs) This is something that was out of my control. And therefore, it's okay that it's not okay. Or it's not finished. Or it's not done to the highest caliber of calibers. Right. Or that you're not a size 2 or a size 3 or a size 4. Exactly. I think um, one thing that you just said that really just kind of like, you know, I have, I had a light bulb moment, I think. Um 
perfectionism is not based in reality. And that sounds so, so duh, right? And so simple, but um, my next question was going to be what grounds you? And I think that that's maybe a really good way for at least for me to ground myself. Like, is this reality? Like, like, like I'm losing my right mind right now, right? Trying to be perf- perfect, and I'm I'm having all this anxiety and I'm, all these things. What would ground me in that moment would be asking the question: Is this reality? Like, is what I'm expecting realistic? Right. Because if it's not, then I gotta let it go. Right. Because you will bog yourself down with trying to the what ifs yourself into a damn near a tv show it's not real right right that's um i i there's a very very interesting way to look at it and i am uh going to try and use that as a tool the next time i have one of my spiraling moments because they come um and see if that will help ground me uh yeah yeah, i i very much appreciate that because um it's definitely something I struggle with <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, not having those spiraling moments. And I've always wondered, like, how can I, now that I am aware of it, right? You said the first step is being aware of it. Now that I am aware of it, how do I stop it? And I think that's a good way to at least, at least yeah. maybe not stop, but cut it shorter. Right. Right. Um, so right. as a personal trainer, um, mm-hmm. you mentioned... Um, you said the words out, but I can't remember what they are. H-A-E-S. How, is there a way to say that? Health at every size. Health at every size. Exactly. And, um, I had no idea what this was when I was doing my Googles on you and you, cause you have it in your, in your, um, in your bio on Instagram. And I was like, what the hell is yeah. it? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's nice. I like these letters. I like these words. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not something that I had ever heard of before. So um, can you kind of give us a quick rundown on what H-A-E-S, is that, do you spell it out? Is it like Haze. Haze. So much easier. Haze. So much easier. <laughs> Golly. Yes, Haze. So um, health at every size or Haze um, is essentially this idea that there is no one body size that will be able to ever tell you just by looking at it what somebody's health is and I think that especially in America and yes in other parts of the world but especially in America we are told that it's normal to be the biggest of like mm, maybe a size 8 maybe a 10 no matter what height we are, no matter what our genetics are, no matter what we do on a day-to-day, no matter what makes us happy to eat, what doesn't make us happy to eat, no matter freaking anything, that is just what we're supposed to be. But your average American woman is actually somewhere between a 16 and an 18. So how is it that right now in this moment, your average American woman is between a 16 and an 18, but we're being told, like, the absolute biggest we should be is a 10. That 
doesn't even add up to what? Reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you end up kind of on this journey of realizing so much of what is being fed to us, which is diet culture, is being fed to us because it's lying in somebody else's pocket. Mm-hmm. This is America. We love capitalism. <laughs> it's lining my pocket. It's hurting you. Too bad. It's lining my pocket. Right. I'm making money, so so what? Exactly. And so you have to start actually being like, okay, what's the science on this? And not like the obesity epidemic, because that's not even real. Um, but like the actual literal science, because what we often see is people will say there is a correlation between diabetes and being fat. And you're like, "Mm, no, there's no direct correlation between diabetes and being fat because there are people that are not fat that also have diabetes. What? Mm -hmm. Or insert pretty much any other thing that we are told we're more high risk of having because of it. And so you have to start understanding like the reason these things have been marketed this way is because ultimately it ends up lining somebody's pocket. If your doctor isn't telling you that you need to lose weight, then you're not going and trying the next diet. Mm -hmm. But all of these things are just so heavily ingrained because these are things that were ingrained into our society at a time where we didn't necessarily have, you know, ethics. And I'm not saying we have them now, but we <laughs> sure didn't have them then. That was, that so, was going to be my next question. Wait, wait a minute. No. Uh, so, you know, I, I say overall I lead in any part of my life through an intersectional, so meaning trying to see you at all of the cross-section of your different parts of your identity as well as a health-at-every-size approach. Um and I think I have attempted to update this in my bio to actually say um, to say something along the lines of, like, a lot of people say, like, anti-diet, um, and I would say, like, anti-fat, meaning, like, anti-fatphobic, uh, because if you're fatphobic, bitch, don't come near me. Um, <laughs> you're yeah. not going to like the way you're being treated. So I've tried to update it to that, but it doesn't fit. <laughs> Graham said, you don't have any more characters, boo. So I've left Haze because it's the next best thing with the smaller number of characters. Um, But yeah, that is is the idea overall. And I mean, ultimately, that means I'm leading with more science, which is probably what you want in your practitioner. Right. So let's... um... I want to break down a little bit. Um, first of all, I every time I think of fatphobic, anti-diet, all health at every size, one, all here for it. Um, the first thing I think of is Jillian Michaels talking about Lizzo. It's always the first thing I think of. And her saying, like, there's absolutely no way that she can be healthy at that size. And I'm like, dude, she does more than you probably do in a day on a weekend. Mm -hmm. Like, she 
a single two-hour show. Right. Like, and you don't know her eating habits. You don't know how, like, just because you see her body and it's larger than what you think is okay does not mean mm-hmm. that she's not healthy. Right. And that that is the part that has always driven me crazy. So this is what really um, intrigued me when I saw the Hayes method and, like, actually figured out what the hell it meant. Right. <laughs> What would your, um, so in, in terms of healthy at every size, I still have to look at the words, healthy yeah. at every size, how do you define healthy then? Like when a person that is um, either fat phobic or is trying to understand, you know, break the norms that they've been taught, right. how do you define health to that person? Mm-hmm. So it's, two pieces to it so I think the first piece is that and this is something that you'll hear from a lot of people kind of in like this anti-fat community is like you actually don't owe anybody health right like I owe you a dollar if you're selling me something for a dollar but I don't owe you my health and you don't owe me yours Mm mm-hmm it's your body and you can do whatever the hell you want with it Mm -hmm. if you want to truly talk about autonomy right so that's kind of one piece of it but can i truly before you Mm -hmm. before you go to the second piece i really want to hit on that one really quick um that's Mm self-love like when you were saying that i feel like we're having a moment here I feel like you're, you're, I really feel like you're like connecting some dots for me here. (laughs) But when you were explaining that, that is self-love. I don't owe you anything. I owe myself to be happy with whatever I put in my body. And if that is not defined as what you define it as, that means nothing to me. Because I'm happy with what I'm doing with my body. And that's all that matters. Exactly. That's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I think it's... Uh, People have been saying this for days. I know. And that's why I'm saying. I feel like yeah, you're... Body liberation has been around for decades. Maybe you're Nobody just saying it in the way I need to hear it, but I feel like things are clicking for me right now. It's 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 not even that it's it's been here, but it has not been mainstream. And so Mm -hmm. it makes sense that things are clicking for you now because these are concepts that a lot of people haven't heard. And it's not because it hasn't been being said. It's been being said in smaller groups because they've tried to get louder Mm -hmm. and nobody will listen. Somebody else is pushing them down. Who? The diet industry. (laughs) The Jillian Michaels. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, I wanted to say Big Brother, not Big Brother. Biggest Loser used to be one of my Biggest favorite loser. shows, and but yep. every time hey. I watched it, I was so depressed afterwards. Like I was so sad. And then um, yep. you watch, you watch like Where Are They Now? Most of them now are back to if not bigger than they were before. Mm-hmm. Because diets don't work. Right. It is literally it's stacked. 95% of diets do not work. 95. A 95 in academia is an A. Right. It's an A in failure. <coughs> an A in failure. I love that. It has an A 
in failure. <coughs> and yet, if you ask 10 people on the street what diet they're trying this week, they have one. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. have one. And it's like, damn, we done, we just blew past all of the science. Because <laughs> if I tell you anything else has a 95% failure rate, you probably don't want to touch it. Right. Because then you're like, so you're selling me something that doesn't work. That's like selling me a broken blender in a new box. Like, what? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So we just have to really take a step back. And that's when you talk about, like, what is health? I mean, what is it, right? If you If somebody says, oh, they're in top-notch health, they're probably talking about, like, they've taken – you know, general blood panels, they've done a stress test, they've done a this, 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 and that, they, and all of their levels are looking good. Your body doesn't have to be a certain size for all of your levels to look fine. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So like, like you said, what is, what is health? It would be your insides are working correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally, like they're working, they're working as designed for your body, mm-hmm. right? Because some people have some, right? Not even that, correctly like, you know, designed for your body. It's working as designed to work for your body. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love, I love that definition of health. I love this reframing. Um, exactly, and I think that's what another um, cornerstone of joy is really reframing and redefining what certain things mean, like health and self-love and joy in and of itself. Redefining what those mean for you personally versus what we have been told that they're supposed to mean. Exactly. Right. Well, this is beautiful. This is just a beautiful, (laughs) beautiful moment. Um, So how do you think... Well, actually, let's let's before I ask that, I want to talk a little bit about we've been talking about positivity and joy and health and all of these things and self-love, which are the end goal. It's what I want. Right. But I also feel like especially since the pandemic started, um, there has been this uptick in toxic uh, positivity and this, yep. this uptick in, I don't want to say fake, but I, because I don't know well, that you can, right, like, but that's what it, it's like, this, this it is. outward appearance of positivity and, and happiness and joy, but really, is it authentic? And I think right. that's where um, the trouble comes in. Um, and so there's this um, still level of theater I guess yeah um level of joy so let's talk about that a little bit and how do you how do you how do you define toxic positivity right and then how do you recognize so I think as far as defining it it would be I mean, toxic positivity is honestly quite ingrained in perfectionism. And it's this idea that 
don't ever want to be sad. We always want to try to see, you know, the better side of things. And it's like, no matter what. Oh, but somebody just passed away. Well, they're in a better place. And like, no, let somebody grieve. That is that is very normal to right. do. Go Part of the process. process. It's, it has its own process for a reason because it takes time and it ebbs and it flows and it changes and it's with you throughout life. Don't try to toxic positivity that. Or if somebody loses their job, oh, well, you know, that opportunity just wasn't meant for you. Okay, well, I have to still pay rent <laughs> so I can roof over my head. So I understand maybe that that opportunity wasn't for me, but I still need to find a opportunity because mm-hmm. I still want to eat and I still want to keep a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. Let the things that are bad be bad. So what do you now think? You um, sit in it. But let the things that are bad be bad. What do you think um, are the the consequences or like the result of toxic positivity? Like how does... That people inherently start to not even be able to understand the differences between like the good moments and the bad moments. And that like it becomes kind of all neutral. And so then like they aren't able to experience joy or pain because they're just like neutrally not great the entire time. Apathy. Yeah. Right. And um a sense of numbness, I would say. Exactly. Because um you just like you never want to just there was a point where I felt like I was just just floating. Right? Right. And um and I I woke up one morning and I was like I'm surviving. I'm not living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those are very different things, and I would prefer yeah. to live instead right. of just being. Right. And I think that is, like you said, that um, I don't. I don't think I I got there through to- toxic positivity, but I think that that's what you're you're describing, or at least what I equate yeah. to, is just kind of like floating through gray space, clouds, and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, because the thing is, is, like, sometimes when people are going through really painful moments, they might say to themselves, I would rather not experience joy again and just kind of be in this, like, mm-hmm. numb, you know, area because that pain was so hard. I never want to do that again. Mm-hmm. But then you miss out on the joy, and you forget that the joy is so good that it allows you to eventually come out of the pain. Mm-hmm. And, like, you need both. They're a cycle with each other. And so if you can't have either of those things, to your point, you're surviving, but you're not living. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, for what we know, for the most part, you get one time to do this. So make it is that best. all you want to spend right. your one doing that right there is because we don't have a guarantee that this right. happens again right so that's what you want to do okay yeah i think um another thing you just said that really um i want to highlight is that you can't have uh joy and pain they're there it's a cycle you can't have one without the other mm-hmm. um and i think 
accepting that and understanding that is very important because you're, you're right there. You, a lot of times we feel a pain that is so strong and so hurtful that we shut down and we, I never want to feel that hurt again. I never want to, but which is fine for a moment, right? Like you said, feel, feel the pain. Um, otherwise you, you do run into that toxic positivity and you, you become apathetic, but don't live in it. And, um, you can't, you'll eventually get back to that joy. Right. But you're, you're not going to live there forever. So I think these are really, um, important, important pieces to, to figuring out how we get to our most authentic black girl joy and self-love one is realizing that pain is a part of the process yep um two doing the process right you know yes actually doing and putting in the work call that doctor that you've been meaning to schedule a doctor's appointment with schedule your dentist appointment schedule your hair appointment (laughs) schedule your nail appointment go schedule your therapy appointment Yes, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. Therapy is normal. Um, and I think everybody should should talk to somebody. Yep. So what, um, how did you find your joy? Like, what did you do? Did you go do random things? Did you go do, did you sit and reflect on things? Like, what did that that part of yeah. the process look like? And then what brings you Black Girl Joy? Yeah, I think I did go and do random things um, in the beginning just to, like, see uh, what would spark joy. Like, what would just turn it on? <laughs> because I wasn't sure what would turn it on. Um, and so, I mean, like, I went to... I remember when I first moved out, I went to this random, like, gymnastics class <laughs> by the lake, and I did trapeze, like, the, like, you jump off, you're hanging from the stick, somebody <laughs> catches your legs, from you the fly, stick. like, yeah, <laughs> and now I'm like, what the hell <laughs> was trapeze and eventually I realized it just didn't need to be that um outlandish which is great um truly impeccable that it actually was just a really good blanket probably a little weed a tv show or a movie and a comfy place to sit and that honestly brings me so much joy and like please don't contact me. <laughs> right. And leave me alone. Leave me in my bubble <laughs> to myself. Yeah. And you know, what's wild is like, I really got to that point of understanding that once I didn't have anything pulling me in a different direction. And so that's something that like I have learned during COVID about myself and that 
will very much continue to be a part of me was that once lockdown happened, I actually didn't feel anxiety about not being able to leave. I actually finally felt charged. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, well, that's really interesting. Right. Oh, making me reevaluate some things here. Okay, okay. Right, it's nice to, that, that period of calm was enough to for you to be able to realize, like, I enjoy a period of calm. Right. <laughs> like, that actually makes me very happy. Right. I don't have to jump off things. No. <laughs> that is hilarious. Were there any other random, crazy activities that you tried? Um, I would say that one was definitely the, the wildest. But other <laughs> things, I had never really been a runner. I made myself do a 5K. So I did my first, you know, running thing. And I did the color run. And it ended up being on one of the hottest days of <laughs> Chicago history. And I... I did not pass. One of my friends passed out um, just meeting me at the finish line. Um, they weren't even in the race? Not, well, huh? They weren't even in the race? They were not in the race. Oh. It was just that hot that she was like, I, I'm i going down. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So it was a hot day but I was like I have to do it I have to finish this 5k like I've been training for it doing my runs on the lakefront I gotta do it and now I'm like I don't have to do that ever again I forgot that if my mouth was open and they threw the color dust that it would enter my mouth and I swallowed way too much of that color dust the sports bra I wore that day was forever changed to a different color. I And my body just doesn't react well to running because of my joint issues. So I was like, I actually was probably doing more harm forcing myself to run. Right. And I mean, and asthma, that's, asthma and running exactly. aren't the best. I know. <laughs> yeah. Never again. So another no. in the not trying this again list with the trappies that is, you know, but you know what? These are adventures and exactly. they're experiences. And I think that's really what life is about and what joy is about is having these experiences and really just figuring out what brings you joy. Right. And sometimes it's like throwing spaghetti on the wall. You have no idea if it's going to stick, but you got to try. Mm-hmm. So if even the tiniest bit of you is like, oh, that kind of sounds like a good idea, go ahead and try it. And you will know if you like it or not. Right. If nothing else, you will have an interesting story to tell one day on a podcast about how you went to a trapeze class. Exactly. (laughs) And I also think that when possible, you should do these experiences high because I'm a firm believer that you should do most things high because it just enhances the experience. (laughs) She said, we are taking life and we're putting it in fire. Yes. Yes. We're lighting that shit up. (laughs) I do appreciate it. Exactly. Exactly. So what gem of black girl joy would you leave 
um, with our highness queens that are listening to this amazing sister smoke session because I'm telling you, I have taken so many gems away. Like I, normally I write notes, but I was like, no, I need to be like a hundred percent focused on what she's saying because I'm learning some stuff. Okay. So ah! what gem would you leave oh, with our highness queen out there? Um, I think I would say it's okay to be in the skin that you are in. It's beautiful. And I mean that on so many levels, on the levels of what we have been talking about as far as just like, you know, feeling confident in your own bodies wherever you are and wherever you are in your journey to figure out how to love and accept or at least be neutral with it. Um, it's just okay to be in the skin that you are in no matter what shade of black you are. It is okay to be in the skin that you are in. Even if somebody has said something about you isn't black enough, it's your skin and it's yours and it's okay to be okay with it. And like, let that be somewhat of a guiding principle in your life of those moments where you're starting to feel low is this really about me or is this about somebody else? Cause if it's not about me, then like, is it really worth my emotion? Mm-hmm. Is it worth the energy that I was willing to give it? Or am I just being me and I'm, I'm being okay with the skin that I'm in. I love that. I think that's very powerful because it's very difficult. And I think especially as black women, we're told that um, the skin we're in is not okay especially as black women. And so I think reinforcing, you know, that, that thought, that affirmation, um, as much as possible, like at least daily, but if, you know, if you can multiple times a day, you know, if you can, um, that it's okay to be the skin I'm in, to love the skin I'm in, to celebrate the skin I'm in. Because yeah. it's beautiful, no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. I love that so much. And I told you already, I've loved this conversation so much. I don't think you understand when I said I've had a shitty week. And I knew that I needed to have this conversation today of all days. Actually, I'll be very honest with you. When I messaged you, um, I didn't think you were going to say, oh, let's do it this Today, I thought it was going to be too soon. I didn't think you were going to want it because, and then tomorrow's Valentine's Day, so I just figured you would have plans this weekend. So right. I was going to say sometime, and then I'm busy the next two Sundays, so I was going to say sometime in March. And then you said, okay, let's do it the 13th. And I was like, oh, shit, okay, she ready, I'm ready. And then I had a horrible week, and I'm like, I'm not ready. But it is absolutely everything I've needed. You are, You have absolutely reinvigorated me for this week coming up. I thank you so, so very much for being you, for being amazing, for being high, and um, for every little piece of amazingness that you dropped on um, us today. I appreciate you so thank much. Thank you. Um, thank you so <laughs> Before we get out of here, we're um, wrapping up this episode. Before we uh, end every episode, we always have a random ask question because what is highness without randomness, right? 
We've had a lot yes. of random ass side conversations today. Yes. <clears throat> Give me one second to grab my book. Okay. Okay, so um I have a list of questions that are numbered four through twenty. Um you yes. pick a number and I will ask that question. Okay, fifteen. Okay, question number fifteen is what is the best hot sauce? <laughs> no, this is controversial, especially in my house. <laughs> I love hot sauce. So And I wish I could bring him in for this because we have approximately like five different hot sauces at once and they must all be in the fridge at all times because they all serve a different purpose. <laughs> No, I want to know about all of them. Okay. Well, okay. So, here we go. So, your hot sauce that you put in on your food, if you black, <laughs> you got three options. Crystal, your devil's red, or whatever the generic option is at your local grocery store. But as long as you got that kind of like slim neck, <laughs> you good. Okay? <laughs> if you want more buffalo, Frank's. Absolutely. Frank's is where it's at. The old cousin grandma, like, I'm sorry, there's nothing else. <laughs> um, Tabasco, you need all three. You need the regular, the chipotle, and the jalapeno. <laughs> Period. They all have a different purpose. I put the jalapeno one on, like, burgers, pizza, like, that kind of thing. The chipotle one, maybe I'm making an aioli with it. Maybe it's going on, like, a taco. The Tabasco one, like, regular original Tabasco, that might be going on, like, my breakfast if I'm doing like an avocado toast moment. Also in that category, Cholula. Your overall best, more like Mexican inspired hot sauce, Valentina. Don't come up in here with Cholula when we've eaten Mexican food. No. That's for Valentina. That's different. <coughs> That's different. That was like <coughs> seven different hot sauces and I, we keep all of them I, was, I think I have more hot sauce than that in my fridge we keep all of them at all times yeah I, I feel like I'm a, like a hot sauce aficionado like I'll get with you on the Valentina but only, I only use Valentina on the little orange pinwheels from the man on the cart uh-huh, that's uh -huh, the time uh -huh. I use Valentina. Or sometimes popcorn. Valentina on yes. popcorn, bomb. Cholula yes. is breakfast. Yes. Breakfast Mexican food. Yes. Then chicken, fried chicken, Louisiana. Okay, Louisiana. 
you know what? I should have included Louisiana in that category. I apologize. Mm-hmm. That that was, that was, is... I think that was the only one you missed. Louisiana. Louisiana I love me some, with some fried category. chicken. Yeah. Tabasco greens. Mm-hmm. Tabasco on greens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my mom makes yeah. some bomb ass greens. Matter of fact, I'm really sitting here. I might go to the store. I'm texting my mom and asking if she can make me some green. That sounds so good right now. Like, I'm sitting here high as fuck, but a bowl of greens with some ham hocks with some Tabasco on there. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. Try that next time because I have not done Tabasco on my greens. Oh, my God. I've pretty much only done your black ass hot sauce on my greens. No, it's so good. It's so good. And then I'm trying to think what else we have up there. We have this, like, garlic pepper that from out here um, uh-huh. sauce that we put on almost everything, like literally everything. And, then, and see, I was only talking like bottled hot sauce, like regular, regular in the hot sauce section. Oh yeah. That, there are hot sauces that are also in our fridge. <laughs> Sriracha, anything Asian food. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anything Asian food, Sriracha. Um, yeah, there was another one. I know we got another one up there. Um, I and then I mean, again, we're in. Cal- I'm in California, so I love tacos. Right. So I got about four different like hot sauces that go on tacos. Like we got orange sauce, we got green right. sauce. These are all all hot. We got many shades of red. Right. Uh, Cholula, Valentina. There's another one too. I can't remember what it is, but I love hot sauce. Oh, um, Tapatio. Tapatio. That's the one that goes on everything. That one, Cholula, Tapatio, or Valentina. Any of those three, pop some popcorn, right? And you put some cheese, oh, some shredded cheese, Dallas. right? And then a little bit of garlic salt. Put it in the microwave, melt the cheese, and then put some uh, any of those three hot sauces. Mix it all together, girl. Fire. See, I feel like that's a un that's a underdog snack is hot sauce with popcorn, and I'm like, you ain't never done that, bro. Have you lived? Life changing, life changing. I might go and make some right now. Look, if my mom don't make me the greens later, I'm definitely gonna have the popcorn. I don't. We got popcorn, man. That hasn't been packed up yet. I don't know that I've ever met anybody else that eats popcorn with hot sauce. My mom, my aunt's the one who turned me on to it, but then my mom, she don't like it with hot sauce, but when she goes to the movie theaters, she'll have, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like the juice from the jalapenos? Oh, yeah, She puts that juice over her popcorn. Over the popcorn. Yeah. Mm, Very interesting, very interesting. It's not quite the same, but I will eat it. But, but also, it, I don't, yeah, it makes it a little bad. So it's a little weird. It's giving. Yeah. Maybe that's why I always, like, I always get extra jalapenos with my nachos. I actually hate jalapenos. also get popcorn. Yeah, I hate jalapenos. I love that's spicy it. things, but I hate jalapenos. <laughs> They're, they are so well. So well. <laughs> Well, Whether they are pickled or they are fresh. No. Truly something wonderful about it. 
No, I personally think that the only thing that should be pickled are pickles. This, this is a pickled radish on like Mm-mm. a fish taco. Mm-mm. Is the only way that Mm-mm. you will probably have me eating radish. I just rather not eat the radish. We could throw the whole thing away. Just, just scrape it off. Scrape it off. Yeah, don't want that. No. Oh. Only thing that should be pickled are pickles. <laughs> I, okay. Okay. That's why they're. That's why they share the name. Yeah. No. I mean, like, I get it. I just. Okay. Sure. It's fine. It's it's it's, it's cool. Well, I think that is the best conversation I have ever had about hot sauce, and subsequently pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I appreciate you so much. This has been absolutely amazing conversation. Like I said, you've definitely given me so much to think about and I appreciate you very, 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 very much for coming on and sharing your black girl journey to joy and self-love. And I truly hope that this is a lifelong journey for you and that you are able to, um, well, life ebbs and flows. So you're not always going to be at the peak, but I hope you're always able to find your way back to the peak. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, Before you go, you want to go ahead and give the people your contact information. Let them know how to get in touch with you for life coaching, personal training, just great pictures of a black girl being joyful, all of that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so if you are on Instagram, you can find me at I am Ashantis. That is the same also on TikTok. Um, I also, you you can find me there also on like Pinterest, Facebook, but I'm not as active on those two, um, at least from a business standpoint. Um, if you want to check me out as far as services, um, that would be my website, ashantisjones.com. And like I said, I do life coaching within that career coaching, personal training can be virtual if you're not. Um, local to Chicago, you can do a mix of the two, and then uh, separately from that, um, public speaking. So whether that's chatting about some stuff like this at a conference, or you want me to put together a webinar, I've done it. So just let me know. Hire me for all of your Black Girl Joy content, please, and thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) I a hundred thousand million percent believe in giving a black woman your money and even more so believe in giving this amazing black woman your money. So you guys should do that like now and like multiple times. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to put that out in the universe for you. Please, Um, please, please. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think that wraps up another black ass joyful episode of Bluntly Black Girls. Thank you so very much to my and Highness Queen Sister Ashantis. And I Thank am you. Yes, this has been so much fun. Um, one more time, you can get in touch with Ashantis by email as well. Um, email is I am Ashantis blog at gmail.com. Um, her social medias, I am Ashantis everywhere you can find her, uh, hit her up, contact her. Don't be weird, but definitely give her your money. 
Um, you can follow us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly BLK Girls on Twitter. Comment, rate, subscribe. Let us know what you think of the episode. Let Ashantis know what you think of the episode and how you find Ooh. your joy. I know there has got to be more Bluntly Black Girls and more Highness Queens out there that are on this journey to joy and self-love. So let us know about your experience, where you're at, how you've been doing. If you need a word of encouragement, that's what we're here for. Let's do this journey together, guys. So, smoke a blunt, drink your water, and give a fuck what anybody got to say about being a bluntly black girl and being black-ass joyful. Yes! Yeah, I think that's it. We out! Bye! Bye! Um, That is amazing. I think, you know, I haven't done... um, I was doing... um, what did I call them? See, I can't even remember what I called them because it's been that long since I've done them. Highlights. I was doing highlights for um, black women-owned business. You said it was a black woman-owned. Oh, highlights. Sorry. I was, like, thinking, like, highlights, like, oh, in your hair ear. or highlights, like, a highlighter. And I was like, is that a drug term? I don't know. <laughs>